7-Eleven on the LegacyRetirementGroup.com phone line. We welcome in Mr. Matt Mayer, President of Opportunity Ohio, OpportunityOhio.org. And, of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at OhioMatt. Matt's on the phone. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, it's good to have you with us this morning. Uh, why don't we start, because we have a whole lot to uh, get to. Why don't we start with the, uh, because you have the accurate polls, and there there are a lot of, I don't know, cheapy polls that are out there, but you've got the real legit ones regarding the U.S. Senate races in Ohio, the governor's race, the cash that is on hand. Well, why don't you break that down for us, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, so look, on the Senate race, uh, there's not a lot of external polling that's come out, right? But what we, we did get an interesting one from the super PAC that's behind J.D. Vance. Um, and then Mike Gibbons put out a poll that they all seem to be in about the same area, which which means, you know, you've got uh, Gibbons, Josh Mandel, um, and, and you know, kind of in the first two spots uh, in those polls. And then, you know, you've got Jane Timken and uh, J.D. Uh, kind of swimming around close by. And then you've got uh, Matt Dolan kind of trailing the pack. And so, you know, we've got about, what, three months to go, and it looks to be like a, you know, continued close race that could turn, you know, there's a huge number of undecided still. Cash on hand, the interesting thing there is, you know, Matt Dolan has the biggest cash on hand position because, you know, he put $8 million into his own campaign. His parents did a couple million into a pack supporting him. So, you know, he's got over $10 million to, to spend if he wants. Uh, and what's interesting is his $8 million wasn't a loan. It was, it was a donation. So he can't get that back. So that's money he's going to spend one way or the other uh, in, in the federal race in Ohio. Um, so that makes that interesting. The other ones are all kind of in the clustered, you know, four to six million cash on hand, which just means we're going to have a pretty competitive primary in the last three months where they're going to go up on TV at some point and stay on TV then for the remainder of the primary. So the big question becomes, what does Trump do? And, you know, word is he's, he's going to endorse. Uh, there was a piece came out earlier in the week that he clearly does not like Josh Mandel. Uh, I saw that. Creepy. Yeah, he yeah, thinks he's creepy and weird and has some, like, a lot of, you know, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Personal life that is problematic. Um, so, so that puts it into a you know, is he going to endorse you know Jane Timken? Uh, is he going to endorse Mike Gibbons? Is he going to endorse JD Vance? Really, those are the three viable ones left. Uh, and I, you know, any one of those individuals gets his endorsement. My guess is that seals the race. So that that's the big question in that race uh, as of now. By the way, Matt, what's the story behind Marino, Bernie Marino? He had a conversation before he decided to drop out with Trump. Is that what happened there? Yeah, I mean, I think he probably got told by Trump he wasn't going to get Trump's endorsement, uh, not the personal kind of thing. Um, and you know, I think he didn't raise money uh, um, that much in the in the second half of the year. Looked at the bottom line and said, "Is he will is he willing personally to do what Mike Gibbons has done, which is Mike put in eleven million of his own money? Uh, is Bernie willing to do that?" And I think he clearly made the decision he wasn't, uh, and he knew without that he he just couldn't be competitive. So I think he probably made the right decision uh, in in pulled out of the race, you know, now versus waiting another month and let, let the bleeding continue. And so you know, we'll see uh, what happens here in the next couple months. Um, but but if if uh, if Trump gets in, that's going to be the game changer. Matt Mayer, president of Opportunity Ohio, opportunityohio.org, also our political contributor, is with us. By the way, if I may, real quick, this story that came out about cryptocurrency with Mandel, did you see that? And and why is that an issue at all with 
us as Ohio voters. He says pro-God, pro-family, pro-Bitcoin. Yes, less than a year when he was the state treasurer allowing Ohio businesses to pay their taxes with Bitcoin, they had to disband the system because Mandel broke state law. And, and I think like a handful of people used it, so it wasn't that big of a deal. So yeah. to me, it's, it's kind of like a you know somebody trying to look and uh, do something impressive, and at the end of the day, it's probably too clever by half. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a voter like you, Matt, I, I'm just like, can we stick to the issues that I care about? Don't care about Bitcoin. I care about gas prices. I care about things costing a lot. Let, let's get back on track, Matt. Care about That's, jobs and wages. Yeah, care about and, yeah. Care, yeah. And, and speaking of that, I just saw the ad with Dewine and Houston, and who put who took out that ad with Intel? What was that? Well, Intel was that the campaign? No, that so that's a that's a pack supporting Dewine Houston, and and okay. if people want to see the ad, it's up on my Twitter feed uh, at Ohio Matt, where it's this very expensive trifold, very large eight and a half by eleven uh, that is just kind of like all about you know thank God for Mike Dewine because of because of Intel, um, and I just think it's unseemly. I mean the ink's barely dry on the deal, and they already had a campaign piece hit mailboxes, and it, I mean it it must have gone to you know a million plus voters uh, in the state. So it just seemed to me to be, you know, it raises the question, Brandon, of, you know, did we commit over $2 billion to this deal because, you know, Dwayne Houston wanted to seal their reelection and that was the way to do it. I mean, you can imagine the conversation happening of we got to make this happen. You know, we make yeah. this happen, right? There's no way, you know, Renee or Blystone can touch us. So it's just one of those things where, where you have to wonder, did funds get committed to the degree they did? for political reasons versus for what's in the best interest for Ohioans. Now, Matt, as a taxpayer, I want to know, too, regarding what happened with Peloton. 20% uh, of their workforce eliminated. That means also the factory here that was being built. The investment that we have as taxpayers that Ohio made with Jobs Ohio, uh, is the state going to get – are we going to get our money back from that? No, I doubt we do. I mean, this is this is the, now the second real big, big kind of – quote, win that Jobs Ohio threw out there. Uh, there was the Cracker plant over in uh, eastern Ohio, and now there was the Peloton plant. Both of those have gone nowhere. We spent tens of millions, at least maybe $100 million or so, uh, of, of those funds that are now gone, and we don't have either of those things. And so this is where is this, you've got to be a warning sign for this Intel piece, because again, Brandon, you know you hear me talk about this. I wish our policymakers would spend more time creating a broad-based environment in Ohio where we are attractive on a number of scores versus having a group like Jobs Ohio pick winners and losers. Because, again, as you, we've talked about this before, you know, the winners always seem to be in the Cincinnati-Columbus ellipse, and the rest of Ohio doesn't get much to go with it. Uh, so so I, just, I wish they'd focus more on broad-based pro-job environment rather than trying to kind of see if we can you know, race to, race race to the top of the dollar chain to, to pull some company in here for, for a gig that, at the end of the day, may not even happen. Uh, the drama inside the Republican Party, Matt, continued yesterday with Donald Trump slamming Senate Major, uh, Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell. Trump saying that McConnell didn't speak for most Republicans when he condemned the uh, RNC for censoring, uh, censuring uh, two House Republicans that are on that January 6th panel. Meanwhile, he said, what, just a couple of weeks ago at a rally, if he's president again— he will raise funds for one sixers, or yeah, he'll 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 pardon those who were part of the riots and who broke into the Capitol, which is I, I got to be honest with you, um, it was a bit absurd. But you had a different thought on that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, my take on that is okay. So th- that requires you know the Republicans to get behind Trump again in 2024, with the hope he wins. That then you know again we're talking about the, the you know folks who didn't hurt, hurt, hurt police and didn't do right, any damage right. to the building that are that are being bankrupted by the Department of Justice and the Biden administration, and and, and they're going to get pardons. And it's kind of like, oh, so once again they they got to show up for for Donald Trump in order to get to that pardon. My thing is. The man just announced that you know they raised 122 million dollars sitting on this war chest. How about they raise some money for the legal defense of these again, the ones that didn't hurt police, that didn't do damage to the building, that are that simply are getting hit with trespassing and process crimes. I like How that. About to help help yeah. them out, raise some money to help them so they don't go bankrupt, which they're going to go bankrupt be well before the 2024 election. I, I completely agree with that. Meanwhile, this morning there's a headline in USA Today: signs of Republican resistance to Trump. Suggest his once vice-like grip on the party could be slipping. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that that's just the media trying to to, to stir. I mean, the, the vast majority of Republicans support Trump. I think Trump is right that Mitch McConnell does not speak for the party. But look, yeah. Mitch McConnell is like the classic establishment politician. And my guess is he realizes he's not going to be the majority leader if Republicans take back the Senate next year. And so he probably now feels free to essentially be as critical of Trump as he wants to be to say what he wants to say. But at the end of the day, you know, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who are on that 1-6 committee, they, they're not being censored because, oh, you know, they said stuff. They are doing things that are uh, that are absolutely against the Republican Party and what's, best, right. what's the best interest of the Republican Party because they're not pushing for a fairness in the 1-6 committee at all. And they're now going after people that had nothing to do with that day but our political enemies, and that's where the problem rises. That's where you know Liz Cheney is spending more time with with you know essentially the media and with PAC people than she is in with with voters of Wyoming. So yeah, there's a disconnect between those two, and 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 I think Mitch McConnell's wrong and Trump is right, and any idea that somehow the Republican mass majority, the majority of Republican voters are souring on Trump, is just it's not the case. Now, do look, do I wish he focus less on the past and more in the future, of course, as sure. most of us do, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, 30 seconds. i got to be quick about this. The National Archives asking the DOJ to probe Trump's handling of White House records. I realize there's a process, but it, when you do a little deep dive, there, there was really nothing sensitive in these records, it looks like, Matt. Help, help us understand that. Yeah, so look, you know, you work for the federal government. The records aren't yours. They're the, the, the federal government's, right? I mean, I, when I worked sure. for the Bush administration, there were all these records. You know that get they get thrown to the archives because it's all part of the the, the record uh, of that presidency, and then you know that's so people can do research and you know for history and all that kind of stuff. And so you know this is just one of those things where people end up taking stuff, uh, try to get copies of stuff because they want to write a book or they you know they're trying yeah, to yeah. to do, 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 hold on to stuff. So my guess is this is going to be another much ado about nothing. Uh, at the end of the day, they've got the records. Uh, it, it's everything's digital anyway, so they have digital copies of virtually everything. So. You know, to me, it's just more of, okay, got it. Now now we, quote, got the records. Can we now move on to the next issue that we're going to try to bludgeon Trump with?